0: Doing Canto 11, chapter 29. This is Srimad Bhagavatam. In the chapter is called Bhakti Yoga. Yesterday, what we had done was up to verse 17. Now, this was talking about how people will look at you if you start behaving in a peculiar manner. That means if you try to consider this whole world and everybody in it as a part and portion of God. And you will bow down to everybody and then what happens? And everybody in this world is going to laugh at you and ridicule you. So Krishna says don't bother about all those things. It is not important. Because if you are a devotee of the Lord, then these are certain things that you got to do. So this is where we had ended yesterday. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29, Verse 3. 17 onwards. This is a chapter called Bhakti Yoga. A chapter between, uh, a dialogue between Sri Krishna and Uddhava. Until one has fully developed the ability to see me within all living beings, one must continue to worship me by this process with the activities of his speech, mind and body. Now in this verse, what is Krishna talking about? Do you see God in everything? As of now, just think about it. Do you actually see God in everything? The answer is no, I don't see God in everything because I have my own issues and the issues are connected more to the material world, the likes, the dislikes. I hate this one. I don't like this one. You know, he is not good to me. She is not good to me. That's an animal. That's a dog. That's a cat. There can be no god in this animal. You see a woman, you see a rat and I don't see, I don't think you will see god in that rat. You will say, oh my god, it's an ugly creature. So, you have not seen so far. And you can actually make out the difference between every individual object and thing in this world. You know, object, sentient and insentient. So, he says, Till you have not developed this ability to see God in everything, you have to continue to worship me with speech, mind and body. That means with your body, you have to bow down. With your body, you have to perform obeisance. You have to do all your puja, kirtan, bhajans, all those things. That means you do prayers. With your speech you can sing songs to me, you can dance. These are the things that we were discussing about yesterday and you are supposed to do that till the time you have reached a level where you see God in everything. So there is a limit to that, isn't it? And what is he talking about? You will only understand that when You are in a position to see God in everything. At that point in time, you will make no discrimination between anybody. Then you will say, yes, I see God in everything. So discriminate between the real and the unreal. What is real? God is real. Rest, everything is unreal. That means the body that you see of an individual, of a person, is a body full of its problems. It is just like a bottle of water. The bottle is having its problems. That means the bottle has a label on top of it. The bottle has its indentations. It has got a cap. It has got everything. But is the water that is the you know upsetting factor? No. Water is there in everything. Right? So if you take a thousand bottles, of water of, of different makes across the world. You just gather them together. So every bottle you will see there is a different price to it. So some people are rich, you know. Yes. And some bottles, they are just filled with some water, tap water and they are sold outside and they may be the cheapest available. So what does it matter? So there is an expensive water and there is a cheap water. There is a water with added ingredients to it. You see the sodium, potassium. I am sure you have seen. You know, they call it, uh, you know, added minerals. I don't know what it means by added minerals. Otherwise, also we are drinking all kinds of, no, you know, wrong kinds of water. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you. I am sure, sure you remember the story of Flint. Okay. Flint is a very great example of you can drink whatever water that comes. That means... The water may be contaminated, it could be full of germs, it could be bacteria. not only bacteria. all impurities, nowadays plastic also comes inside the bottle. Does it matter? On top of that, you are also getting radiations, you know, radiated water. And if you really want to do extra super fast work, then you have got water with, uh, you know, You got wings, they say. You got wings, you know. (laughs) I'm sure you have heard of the water with wings. I don't have to name the brand. There are brands in this world where you get wings. After you drink the water. But that is all water. And you see it in bottles and in cans. You are looking at the can, you are looking at the bottle and you are making all the difference. So if there are 20 bottles of water kept in front of you, which one will you select? There will be somebody who will say, oh, Kinley is good. Somebody will say, Evian is good. Somebody will say, no, 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 no. I don't want, I will have that monster. What is that thing called? That bottle. <gasps> okay, you want extra energy. That is why you are doing that. Okay, drink that. But end of the day, it is all water. So you need to see water in everything that way. Every body that is there. Every human being that is there. Every animal, bird, creatures, trees, you name it. Everything. You should see God in that. You see, there was a movement called Chipko movement in India. I don't know how many of you all know. Uh, It was there in the school books. Okay. The Chipko movement was about not cutting trees. So... Somebody was coming, going to cut a huge tree and naturally everybody wants to cut huge trees so that they can get a lot of fuel and all that. So there was this man called H.N. Bahugana. He would go and hug the tree and say, you have to cut the tree along with me. So <laughs> Nobody was willing to do that. You understand? You see, with the media around, you can't do that, isn't it? If there was no media and nobody there, they would have cut the tree along with the man also. But see, the whole point is... <laughs> This Chipko movement was there. So he could see God in a tree, right? So you need to see God even in a tree, even in an animal, okay? If there is a snake, don't go and hug it, just like Vahuguna, okay, other, oh, this is God in it, so let me hug it. You can't do that. He's going to take you in the grass, (laughs) turn you around, or maybe like that Indonesian woman, you know, gulp you down fully. Who knows? So, you got to be careful. See God in it, but you don't have to touch it. Right? It's like those, you know, if you go to a glass, you know, glassware store, crockery and all that, it's written over there, you know. If it is broken, it is yours. <coughs> that means if you go and touch it and if it falls down, it is broken, then you have to pay for it. I still remember going to one store. Now, this is an interesting story. And, and Aditya was there. Okay. And I was being extra careful. So I said, please take him out. Don't, don't. Because he will put his hand here, there, there, there. Something would have been fallen. So one day when he was quite old enough, I think 22 or 24 years, I don't remember, 22 years old, I think. And then I took him to a departmental store. And you know, there is a department called melamine, uh, you know, crockeries and all that. And it is written, unbreakable. And this guy goes and touches the, the you know, the unbreakable thing. Now, what do you know? He's used to breaking things. So <laughs> the moment he touched it, it broke. <laughs> So we had to pay for that, uh, that melamine crockery, which was supposed to be unbreakable. So I went and I asked the manager, sir, you have written unbreakable. So he says, when we got it, it was unbreakable. But now when your son handled it, it broke. No, what to do? (laughs) And there was another company. And now this company was called, you know, America has got Lego Toys, L isn't it? Lego Toys is very famous. So in India, they had Leo Toys, L-E-O. And Leo Toys were very famous. Okay. And they had a small fire engine, small fire engine. And that fire engine was supposed to be unbreakable because the company guaranteed it. This is an unbreakable toy. In one year's time, I had to buy, I think, four four of those toys because everything he broke. (laughs) So well, now you know the answer. It's like that. So how you have to see God in everything? Even a breakable toy or an unbreakable toy is still God. Okay. You have to treat it in the same way. But be careful. You got the point? You got to be careful. All right. So there is God in the glass also. Don't go and tap it. If it falls down, then (coughs) you have to pay for that God. You know in India we have a very funny uh, method of calling out to gods. One of them is the god is made of mud. You know god is made of mud and we in India celebrate it once or twice in a year. Once it is Ganesha's festival and second time it is Madhurga's festival. Okay. Now Ganesh Chaturthi We make a very nice statue made of clay and paint it with all. Now, government says you cannot use all kinds of wrong paint, but we use all kinds of paints and paint the whole thing up, okay? Make that Ganesha look very nice. And after a few days, you you do all the puja and everything and you praise the God and all that. And at the end of that, the last day, we take that idol and we immerse it into the water in the ocean somewhere, in the lake and that is called immersion. So, we worship the clay also. We make a form out of it and worship. Okay. Again, you have seen, you know, in Bengal, in West Bengal and other places in India, they make very beautiful statues of Madhurga, along with all other statues. Okay. Nowadays, they will have even Rajnikan statue along with Madhurga. I don't know why. Or maybe they will have, now they will have, you know, Ranbir Kapoor statue, Sanju, like, you know, along with Madhurga. We don't know that. So, all the statues, and then finally on the last day, they go and immerse it. Right? Then we have statues made out of, you know, grass. Grass. Okay? Huge statues made with grass and plastered from outside. And when the time comes, we burn them. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) that is the Ravana statue we do. (laughs) So, that also is done. Then we have statues made of glass. Right. Glass here, you know very well. Okay. Then we have of mud, wood. Okay, wood also. Now, there is a system. If you bring Ganesha home with a statue, in a statue form, you are not supposed to keep him. You are supposed to immerse him. Okay. But if he is a metallic statue, then you have to keep him. All right. Please understand. Metal does not dissolve in water, no. So, metallic statue you have to keep. So, Ganesha metallic statue you please keep. The rest of the statues you can immerse them. So, coming back to the statue made out of wood or the statue made out of, the wooden statue, one of the most famous wooden statues in India, God, is in Jagannath Puri. If you ever go to Jagannath Puri, Puri, there are three statues over there. One is Krishna, one is Balrama, and one is his sister, you know. So, these three statues, one statue is incomplete. Incomplete because of some mystery curiosity killed the cat that is the mystery so i'll tell you the story it so happened that a great sage he located three logs of wood in the sea floating in the sea now how did those logs come over there he got a dream after krishna's death you know krishna was tied onto logs of wood and drifted into the ocean indian ocean and from indian ocean he went all the way across Sri Lanka and all came to Orissa. After I think 7,000 years or 6,000 years, I don't know. So 6,000 years later, his body and his that wooden log came up to Orissa and this man had a dream and they brought the logs in. So the king of Puri, Orissa said that Orissa is a state and Puri is one of the places over there. So he said that You should fashion the statue of Krishna and Balrama and their sister. So nobody was able to do. So there was one man, he said, I will do it. And he came to the king and he said, I will fashion the statues out of this wood. But when I am inside that chamber, nobody is supposed to come and see. I will do my work in peace. I don't want any interference. Now it so happened that he went inside, locked himself up and started doing, started creating those statues. Many days passed. The queen became upset. She said, what is happening? This guy is not even coming out. Is he there doing this or is he just sleeping around because he wants to make money? Finally, one day she couldn't control herself. So she opened the door and went inside. So she saw two and three quarter statue ready. One statue is still incomplete. And there was no manager. (laughs) It is said that Krishna was fashioning those statues and his body got left out. See? So the wooden statue story is that. (laughs) So you can see those statues in Jagannath Puri. They have a Ratha Yatra which is very famous. Uh, Someday in life where Hopefully, we should all go. Then, then you have wooden, then you have stone. Okay. And you can have a various objects. Now, when you have a wooden statue, do you see God in it? Because it is fashioned into a statue, you see God. Otherwise, it is a log of wood. Same way you see a marble, a block of marble with no statue in it. But can you fashion it into a statue? Of course. A block of stone. You can fashion it into a statue. Just a few days ago, I was in Bangalore. Do you know? Now, unfortunately, last 15 days ago or 20 days ago, Guru, Guru Arkeesh, his mother, expired. So, he had come to India. So, when he came to India, he said that, uh, you know, I was, naturally we have to go and visit him. So, I was anyway going to visit him. So, that day he called me up and he said, Guruji, there is a small issue. You see, I have some few stones with me. They are called sharigram. You know stones, round stones they are. Okay, nice, soft stones. Soft means... They are polished nicely. So he said that there is a Shaligram stones. And uh, can I take them to the United States? Because I want to pray to them. We call Shaligram as God. One of the avatars of Vishnu. Krishna's avatar. By the way, when I was a kid, I was called Shaligram because of my color. (laughs) Those are black stones. (laughs) So I hope you get the meaning of that. So, he said that uh, if we were to take those stones to United States, would there be any problem? I said, see, the thing is this: that those stones are more than three to four million years old. Okay, and if you crack one stone, there is a fossil inside. And the U.S. Customs, you know, the moment they see the fossil, it may be three million years old or three hundred years old. He said they will confiscate you or they will put you under some law. Why you want to take that risk? So, said, let the stones be here in India. So he said, Guruji, but somebody has to pray to them. So I said, okay, you can give it to me. I will put it in my temple and we will pray to them. So it so happened that uh, I went to his place, visited his place and all that. And he said, you know, I will come to your place on Saturday and I will. I said, okay. Now, you know, we have this, this is my mother's, this is my father's. You know how it is, no? So that was a quandary for him. How do I give my mother's stuff or to Guruji? It was a big quandary. So when he came, he brought those stones in a very nice silver box and he gave it to me and he said, you know, I want you to have them. So I just looked at him and, and then he said, Guruji, I want to tell you something which happened. I said, what happened? <laughs> so you know that I want to keep them, that kind of stuff. So I say, you know, in the, I had a dream early in the morning today. And my father came in my dream. Now, he loved his father a lot and his father had uh, died long ago. And there's a long story. So coming back to the story. So in the dream he got his, he got a dream and his father was there in his dream. So Guru is asking his father you see I want to give these stones to Guruji. Can I give him? So father says wait. You do one thing. I also have some five stones. You take this, put all this together and give him all those eight, nine stones that you have. <laughs> so he got the permission from his father and he came and he gave me those four stones, now don't ask me if those five stones are there or not there okay, because that was a dream okay, in the dream he got dream stones, okay like that, well our chitties and all have dream girls in their in their dreams and he had dream stones <laughs> so got the dream stones and he gave, came and gave it to me So then I said, do you want to see the fossil? (laughs) So I said, come, I will show you. So I have a nice round stone. So I opened the stone and I showed him. There is a fossilized creature inside. I mean, there is no creature inside. Only it's, you know, all that shape structure is there. Very nice shape structure. So I showed it to him. I said, this is what is inside the stone. These are tiny creatures from the sea. And that stone is nothing but a fossil and it is found in a river called Gandhaki river. Gandhaki river is in Nepal. Okay. There is a river which got formed millions of years ago because of the two continents breaking up. you. remember we came from Africa. India came from Africa. So Africa broke into two and a portion came and it rammed into Asia. Okay. And said now this is India. So that way, so you can imagine, you know, one river was there, that river had all the fossils of all the sea creatures in it. So that river has got black stones which became fossilized. I mean, now it is fossil. Earlier they were creatures, and because of that formation of that impact, everything became fossil. And we worship in, in India as Shaligram. Okay? So. You can see God even in that. As long as you crack it open. You see when you crack it open only you can see God inside. Now you remember bottle and water inside. You open the bottle and drink it it is H2O. Otherwise it is Kinley, E V N all those names. Right? So did you understand this? See God. What is inside is what you got to see. Not what is outside. I hope you got this lesson. So whether it is a stone, or whether it is wood, whether it is an animal, a creature. That stone is a creature I told you just now. So it is a creature and we worship it as God. So, a Ganesha. Okay. That is mud also. The mud story is also there. If you want to understand how mud is so important, You know, it so happened that uh, one day Chandorkar was one of the devotees of Sai Baba. So he was standing at Kalyan Railway Station and one person comes to him and says, you know, my daughter is very sick. Do you have some ash, you know, holy ash from Sai Baba? So Chandorkar said, no, just now I'm not carrying it with me. But you see, my daughter is very sick. I need that ash right now. So he bends down, picks up some mud takes the name of Sai Baba and gives it to this man and says in one paper you wrap it up and give it to your daughter. And the daughter gets cured. So the mud can also play an important part in life. So you can see God in mud. How is that possible? You think about it. It is just a mud from the ground. How can you see God in that mud? Think. So did you understand? So whether it is mud, whether it is wood or whatever, does it matter? So I was telling these guys yesterday one story. I said, you know, every time if you look at my purse, there will be some small Udi or something like that kept inside. I always have. Nowadays I don't have because. So, because dot dot dot, okay. (laughs) So I was having. So one day somebody came to me and said, Guruji, You you know you have original you know ash from Sai Baba's hands. Can can I get it? I said of course I'll give you. So I opened my purse and I removed that ash. It was in a small you know those olden times we used to make small you know paper uh, sachets, huh? Doctors used to give. They will pound the medicine, they will put it in one sachet and they will give. So we open the, oh, we drink we it, we eat it like this. So it was like that. So the sachet was there. So when I was removing the sachet, I gave it to this person and he said, Guruji, you have some nice picture also with it. <laughs> so can I have that also? So I said, okay, take it away. So the picture he took away and the sachet also he took away. Well, it happens. So it does not matter. So even an ash or even mud or even wood or a paper can also be God. Think about it. And God can be, you know, he can be transmitted also. I will tell you transmission story. Transmission means what? Think. You know, you have seen the, uh, you know, the shroud of Turin Have you heard of the Shroud of Turin? Very good. Like that. So, Shroud of Turin, everybody wants to go and see. Now, it is said that Jesus Christ was put in that shroud. Because there is an imprint, just like the fossil, no? There is an imprint on that uh, cloth. So, people, they do what, you know? They want to cut a portion of that and take it away. (laughs) <laughs> this is the funny part. Did I not tell you about Francis Xavier over here? Sir, Francis Xavier, they broke his toe and all that. I don't know. And then they want to take away the eyelids and eyelashes and all. Okay, as if as if God is sitting. Of course, God is sitting in that also. Not that he is not sitting. So you know that is the reason why we take. Now think about it like this. Key, this. There is a there is a very beautiful painting. Of Mother Mary. Along with the child, Jesus. Okay. And there is Saint Michael and the archangel over there. It's a very beautiful picture. Now, this beautiful picture is there somewhere in Rome, I think. I don't know where it is, it's in Rome. There was this, there was this priest from India. Now, just like any other person, he also went to that place. And you see. Just like how we gather these photographs from different, different places. You know, you go to that place and you want to take a photo. And there is a big, something is written over there. No photography allowed. <laughs> then what do you do? Some person must have taken the photograph and he selling it outside. So this man, he took a photograph which was selling outside. Okay. And then he took it inside, this priest. He's a Christian priest. He took it inside and that folded photograph, he rubbed it across this entire that beautiful painting like this. I'm not joking. This is what he did. And then he quietly slipped it and came back to India. Okay? Do you know how many people go to see this place? Millions. That foot, that picture is framed in a place called Mahim in Mumbai. It's called Mahim Church. It's called St. Michael's Church and there is this beautiful picture of Mother Mary with the child and the child is looking at the archangel and he looks at that, you know, St. Michael is holding the cross and all and he gets scared and his slippers fall down. That's a beautiful picture. I'll show you all one of these days. That picture which he had touched the original picture and brought it to India is revered and everybody goes and prays to this picture. You know how many years I prayed to it? Don't ask me. Many years. Okay. And how many benefits that you get? Lots of benefits. Okay. So now you understand even by proxy also you can find God. Just by touching it also you can find God. So, even by touch, like that, God gets transmitted. So, now did you understand God is in everything? Whether you think positive or negative, you see, God is not in this, we say, no? God is in everything. So, I have given you so many examples just to tell you that even if you think it is just dust, dust, God is in that. How many people know the story of water being turned into wine? Everybody knows. So there is God in that as well. The world is also the God. So what is Krishna saying? Till you do not understand this, until one has fully developed the ability to see me within all living beings, one must continue to worship me by this process with the activities of speech, mind and body. So don't deride anybody. Don't say anything bad about anybody. Be nice, be kind, be compassionate, loving, caring, forgiving. These are the things you want to see God in everything. This is what you got to do. See, if you cannot say anything good about a person, don't say bad. Don't say bad. Keep quiet. Just keep quiet. Understand that there is a God in it. Maybe you need to move away from that place. So move away so that you don't see anything bad to that person. Got it? By such transcendental knowledge of all-pervading personality of Godhead, one is able to see the absolute truth everywhere. Freed thus from all doubts, one gives up fruitive activities. It is the day you realize this truth that God is in everything. You know what is going to happen? All that running around you do. Money, this, that, you know, your daily life. You go buy vegetables, fruits, You go to the grocery store, go Walmart. Nowadays, nobody goes to Walmart and all that. They go on the app, tick, 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 tick. And everything comes by, by some, some vehicle. (laughs) So, well, you leave your phone also aside. So think about it the day you come to this understanding that God is in everything, that day, you will give up all your material, fruitive activities. First, you will give up the job that you have, whatever you are working for, wherever you are working. You won't take up a job. You know that earning money and all these kind of things is a material, worldly, fruitive job. You know, fruitive activity. Guruji, I am not ready for that. Yes, yes, yes. I am not asking you to give up today. See, <laughs> otherwise Guruji, from tomorrow onwards to I will be with jobless. You know that. No? What happens to my wife, children, my mother, father, this, all that. I am not asking you all to give up. I am just saying, the day you see this, God in everything, automatically, it is by, you know, the switch comes on. You will give up your job. You will give up your frutive activity, running after things. I want house, I want these, I want cars, I want jewelry, I want, you know, beautiful clothes and stuff like that and I want children, I want a husband, I want wife, all that kind of, it will go away. Then, the reason is because there are no more doubts. You don't have any doubts. By such transcendental knowledge of the all pervading personality of Godhead, that means seeing God in everything, even a dust particle, one is able to see the absolute truth. Then you will understand the truth. The truth is very beautiful to look at, to see, to understand. So this truth is everywhere. There isn't a single place where it is not. Freed from all doubts, one gives up fruitive activities. So then a person gives up all kinds of fruitive activities. Fruitive activities which will lead to a certain karmic action. Karma will happen. That karma will not happen because you have given up those activities. See, when I say given up those activities means God gives you a lottery and you will say, Oh, I don't want the lottery because you know that is a car. No. Lottery has come on its own, no? I brought the ticket before. See, one year ago. Does not matter. Now, one year later, you are seeing God in everything, no? <laughs> so, what do you do? You take the money and give it to everybody. <laughs> then why did I always buy the ticket? Okay, so you are back to square one. Back one year ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this is what happened. You don't have any possessiveness. You don't have any desires. You don't have any wants once you have reached that level. Indeed, I consider this process using one's mind, word and bodily function for realizing me within all living beings to be the best possible method of spiritual enlightenment. And this is a very beautiful verse which says, Krishna says, I consider. Krishna says this, I endorse it, you see. My rubber stamp is there, not rubber stamp, maybe stone stamp. I don't know. Is <laughs> there on this? This verse says, "I endorse this process." Of what? Please use your mind. Please use your mind constructively to see God in everything. With your mind's eye, see God in everything. As if when you see God in everything with your mind, will you deride anything? No, no. They call it blasphemy if you deride, isn't it? When you see God in everything, you stupid fellow, you know, <coughs> you can't say that, can you? No, you can't say that. Then, anybody who is there, you will consider that person godly only, isn't it? Then, no enemies, no North Korea, see? <laughs> he is also God. So, <laughs> you will see God in that person also. It's like that. So once you see God in him, then what happens? Your mind, it will calm down. It will look at all the niceties and the good stuff that is there because you cannot say anything bad. Got it? Can expletives come from your mouth? No. See God in everything, then your mind will be peaceful and it will be merged in God. Words, they will not be harmful. Bodily functions, every action that you do in this material world, every action will be a prayer to God. Prayer does not mean that you bring two hands together, you see, this is namaskara or namaste or whatever. Prayer, we think, is like this, not necessary. You know, the Muslims, they do like this, Allah, Allah, like that, they do bend down like this, they do like this, okay? Some people do this, some people do this, some people do something else. So it does not matter. As long as you see God, your heart says so, your mind says so, and the word says so, then everything is God alone. And he says, this is how you realize me within all living beings, including a bacteria. Okay, you are going to get cold tomorrow. Say, God has given me the cold. You got the answer? Ah, you can't say, you know, some idiot in my office, he passed on the cold to me. No, 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 you are calling somebody else an idiot. You can't call another person an idiot because he's also God. One God gave you God to have, this God to have what? Some kind of a, you know, cold or something. See how many gods came into the picture. So it was like that. So did you understand? Living beings. You see God in every living being and this is the, this is what Krishna endorsed. Him. This is the best possible method of spiritual enlightenment. You want to get enlightened in, in godliness, in the divine, see God in everything. And this is the best method, best. You got it? Best method. Don't use your mind for wrong purposes. Don't say bad words. See, this verse is telling you. So after this, you see God in everything. Right? My dear Uddhava, because I have personally established it, this process of devotional service unto me is transcendental and free from any material motivation. Certainly, a devotee never suffers even the slightest loss by adopting this process. Not only is Krishna endorsing this method, but Krishna says, I have personally given this method. Because I have personally established this method. This is my methodology. All other methodologies you can come up with Advaita Vedantas and you know all those kind of things. Somebody else has given. He says, no, this sage has said, that sage has said, this god has said. He never says, I have said. But this He endorses it and he says, I have established this. I have personally established this process of devotional service unto me. And it is transcendental. It will make us reach enlightenment. And it is free from any material motivation. There is no motivation required, no? Motivation? Okay. Motivation is what I have been talking about all this half an hour. My daughter is sick, so you give me that. Okay. I want some money, God. Please, I will come and touch your, you know, picture. This is motivation. You don't need any motivation to do devotional service. You just have to do it. Just do it. Just do it. There has to be no motivation in that. You know, I mean, it's like this. You see, God... On your dining table in the form of nice fruits and all. Eat it. Do you need motivation? I am not hungry just now. (laughs) You see the hunger will come if it is chicken biryani. Fruits. (laughs) But you see it should be non-motivated and you should be able to eat anything. Got it? And that God is edible. You got the point? That god is edible. You see the fruits and you know all the food and all is an edible god. You have to eat it. Right. So some gods you can smell. Like the flower. (sighs) Okay. Yes. The girl is wearing a nice perfume. Yes that is also you can smell. You smell the perfume but see god in her. Don't try to do something to her. See you got the point. This is the idea. So (laughs) keep. All your hands and your mind inside think only godly stuff okay like that <coughs> well otherwise you will have oceans eight also you see the jewelry and you want to <coughs> take it away <laughs> then the devotional service is what i say and it is free from all material motivation certainly a devotee never suffers even the slightest loss by adopting this process. When you adopt this process, I don't know how many of you all know me, you know, for many years, but in this life you know me for a few years. You know, the day that you might have met me, I have only said a few things to you. Just be nice, be kind, be good, be your good self. That is all I have been telling you, isn't it? Though I make a lot of jokes which are funny, but uh, sometimes they are not funny. But (laughs) the one thing, the main thrust is what? Be your good self. I have never said you have to be the greatest villain on earth, better than any. No, I have always told you be your good self. So when you do this, now it so happens that because of your goodness, somebody else gets the job. You understand what I am saying? Why are you bothered? Don't bother. Don't bother your head about it. Okay. And then you will be free because you will never suffer even the slightest loss by adopting this process. When you adopt this process that godliness is seen in everybody, God is in everything. When you see this and with your mind, body and soul also you are worshipping it. Then what happens? You may suffer a little loss here and there. You remember people are going to deride you and all that thing. I told you in the three verses before this. You think that there is a loss. No, there is no loss. Krishna is guaranteeing. Okay, insured. The insurance certificate is there. He says, I am giving you the insurance. There will, you will never suffer any loss. If you adopt this process. So, adopt this process. You are insured also. Krishna has already given his insurance. Life insurance and whatever insurance that you Hmm? So, O Uddhava, greatest of saints, in a dangerous situation an ordinary person cries, becomes fearful and laments. Although such useless emotions do not change the situation. But activities offered to me without personal motivation, even if they are externally useful, amount to the actual process of religion. In the material world, what do we do? What happens? In a dangerous situation. A dangerous situation may arise. Like today, the dangerous situation is visa. <laughs> in America, it is a visa. H-1B and all that. A dangerous situation. Okay. Or in some cases, it is sickness. In some cases, it is fighting. You know like pakistan india or maybe you know north korea and the rest of the world you know, like imagine they are having a football match north korea on one side rest of the world on the other side <laughs> you know the outcome i don't have to tell you that so if that that problem is also there what happens in this a person becomes fearful or there is no job yeah or your parents say, tomorrow you have to send five lakhs home. Oh. <laughs> so the, the fear comes in. Where is the money? Where do you think it is there? Do you think I am sitting on a, you know, a gold mine or what? You know, all the thoughts come. Isn't it? Huh? So all these thoughts do come. What's going to happen to me? What about my future? You know, people have this great uh, idea, you know. If I do this today, what will happen to my future? Sir, what is going to happen to your future? Your future is still going to be there. Maybe you are not going to be there. See? The future is there, but you are not there. (laughs) You got the point? (laughs) Everybody else's future is there. Yours is disappeared. What to do? Don't bother about the future because we don't even know the future. Okay? So, This lamentation or this fear factor which comes into a person. All this. They are useless emotions. Do they change the situation? Do they change? You see, if somebody is dead and you cry for that person, you will get that person back? What do you think you are? Satyavan or what? Or Savitri? (laughs) Savitri is a story okay in that case doesn't happen so this there is something like that then whatever that you do you see please understand one thing whatever fears that are there joblessness no money nothing future is bleak i don't have any savings okay What's going to happen to my marriage? What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to this world? What is going to happen when there is a war breakout? You understand all these issues are there. I got a cold. This is the worst issue. Huh? My teeth are falling out. Oh, <laughs> you see, one day I was uh, I gave one sweet to somebody, and that person said, "Oh, thank you very much. It's a sweet from some temple." said, please eat this. And that person started eating. And suddenly the person says, there is a stone in this. I said, no, I I don't think there was any stone in it. No, no, there is a stone in it. And the kohan removed the whole thing out. Oh, it's my teeth. (laughs) You understand? That person's teeth fell off. So I thank Krishna. Krishna, thank you. The tooth, tooth fell out. You know, you don't have to pay some thousands of rupees to that dentist of yours. (laughs) So Krishna saved a thousand rupees. Got it? So, well, all these things you are fearful of. Sickness, pain, hurt, this, that, so many things. Why does a person have to be fearful? Why? These things, they, nothing. By becoming fearful, do you think anything is going to change? Nothing changes. Absolutely nothing changes. Okay. By thinking that, oh my God, what is going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. What is to be, will be. K-sara-sara. Whatever will be, will be. You see, you understand that song is there. Huh? So why bother so much about tomorrow, day after tomorrow and on? Don't bother. Somebody who is failing the examination, okay, so fail, next time pass. Who says you can't? Okay. If one girlfriend disappears, does not matter, another one, you have Tinder with you, you right, left, this, that, you have got, so don't worry about that. Okay. And, there is a a very beautiful case which happened in front of me. And that person is saying, my wife left me. Okay. And now she sued me. For a big amount of money. I said, why should she sue you for a big amount of money? You are to like Bikari, you know. Bikari means a poor fellow, a beggar. From the beggar, why she will say, no, no, I can't tell you all that. So well, that means you have something to hide. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, so then what happens? She says, I will not take you to court. You pay me so much of money. It's like a blackmail, you know. But this is what, this was the woman who was staying with him for eight years. Eight years. Now what has happened? See, the fear is what has overtaken this man. So I told him, "You sign the papers. No, what is the big deal? Where is the money? I said, "Why bother about the money? When you were doing all your and all your nonsensical stuff, did you think about it? No, then don't worry about this also. That time you never worried that something is going to go wrong and now you are worried that you have to pay money to her. Don't bother about it. If that you could do otherwise also, this also you can do otherwise also. Money will come somehow, it will come. So don't worry. Okay. Anyway, you owe me some money. You give me that also. See the funny part? So, anyway, so I told him, don't worry. So, this is the whole point. We are worried about some nonsensical stuff. And this fear, fear, and lamentation comes in a person. What is going to happen? How things are going to be? What are the things like? Nothing is going to happen. Don't bother yourself about it. Okay? Some people say, I have got very fearful disease, I have got cancer, I have got this. Don't worry about your cancer also. If you have to die, thank you very much. Nice seeing you. Okay, somebody who came to me and said, you know, Guruji, I have this problem. I said, good. You are saying good, but this is not good. I am having a problem. I said, good. But I can die. I said, so what? I will call you next time. I will give you return ticket. (laughs) <laughs> you are making fun of me. I said, no, no, no. I've got return tickets, printed return tickets. You want multiple entry visa? Okay, I'll give you a return visa for that. So I said, don't worry. Nothing is going to go wrong. Everything will be fine. Oh, thank you so much. So if you are thankful that you are going to be fine, but you don't want to thank me for a return ticket, that is very funny. See, so don't bother your head about all these things. They happen. Life is all activities you know. It's not going to sit quietly in one place. It's always going to be upheaval. Two days will be nice. Okay, no volcano eruption. After that, Mount Kwai and Gui and everybody is erupting boom like that. A few days ago, Mount Agung was there. It is in uh, Bali, Indonesia. It is some 40 kilometers away from the airport. And there were plumes of smoke coming out from that. And it blocked the airport. 750 flights were cancelled in one day. Okay. But next day they went, no? (laughs) One day extra in Bali. So be happy. No, I have to reach my office. (laughs) You can't with that smoke coming from that volcano. You can't reach your office. So don't bother your head about it. Enjoy that one day extra. You see? People don't want to enjoy one day extra. They think, I have to go to work. You know, it is very important. They will show the watch and say, "What? why, why bother so much? It's okay. It does not matter. So Krishna says, don't bother your head about it. When you offer activities to me without personal motivation, even if they are externally useless, <laughs> externally useless, like namaste and all that kind of stuff, does it matter. I mean, they are useless activities. They amount to an actual process of religion. Okay. You make a cake and you offer me a piece. It's called an actual process of religion. Don't worry. I will eat one piece rest you can eat. Krishna says like that. Okay. (laughs) So offering anything even a leaf to Krishna is the greatest thing. He is not expecting anything out of anybody. So when he is not expecting, if you give him a leaf also and say Krishna this is for you. Krishna is highly pleased with you. And this is where true religion is. True religion is he looks at how much you love him. That's it. He is only interested in the love. Some people have this uh, great habit. They will make nice muruku. Muruku is you know one sweet Uh, not sweet it's not a sweet. Uh, It's a savory. Savory. Yes. They will make savory at home. They'll ask, uh, what does Guruji like? So that he likes this savory, you know, he he likes to eat that. So they will make that savory at home. They will take a picture of it and they'll WhatsApp to me Guruji, this is for you. I say, thank you very much. (laughs) Now go ahead and enjoy it. See, that is what it is. It does not matter. It may be externally a useless item also. A photograph, see I can't eat from the photograph, can I? No, but it has reached its destination, so it does not matter. It's the love which is very, very important. So this is what Krishna says and this is what we got to understand. So see God in everything, that's it. This is the mantra. Don't bother about the rest of the, you know, going to this place, going to that place and all that, does not matter. Just love Krishna, be a devotee, being a devotee. See him in everything. Full stop. So I will end over here. We have finished till verse 21. And I'll see you all coming week. So take care. You have a great day today. See you all.